Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast God's Holy Word. I'm your lovely host Leslie Sullivan and today is episode 53. And we're going to take a look at Romans chapter 5 verses 1 and 2. And I'm going to be reading from the NIV version. So let's go ahead and take a look at this one. It says therefore Since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Isn't that beautiful? I love it. So the first thing that got my attention was we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The first thing that came to mind with this is Do we have peace in our heart? Do we have peace in our life in general or at all, or do we have peace in our heart and our mind and our soul when we think about God and when we think about Jesus? Because if we do not have peace, then there's something wrong. Because right here it says we are supposed to have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So I look at it this way. Let's say you're on a plane. Let's say you're on a 747 jet. And let's say it takes off and it's turbulent the entire time. It's rocking, it's rolling, luggage is flying. It's turbulent the entire time from the moment you take off to the moment you land. Would you say that that is a pleasant flight and that is what you expect to happen and that's what should happen for a flight? Of course, obviously the answer is no. Our faith and our faith walk with God and with Jesus Christ is the same way. We are not supposed to be living in constant turbulence. That's not God's way and that's not God's promise. The devil wants us to have a horrible life. God does not. God wants us to have a beautiful life. He wants us to have peace. So I encourage you if you're not having peace in your life and you don't know peace, you need to take that up with God in prayer immediately. And just ask him, "Why do I not have peace? Why am I frustrated? What is going on in my life?" And God will show you. He will tell you. I mean, you will be surprised. You know, you may think you're the talker. God can tell you anything and everything about yourself, and he can tell you things you may not even know that are in your heart. Maybe things that have been hidden there for so long that you've forgotten about. But God will bring those things to light for you so that those things can be addressed so that way you can have peace in your life, so that way you can live in the blessing of God. Because being being that we are believers in Christ Jesus, we are supposed to have peace. We are supposed to have peace even in the storm. Even in the storm, we are supposed to have we are supposed to have peace. The other part that got my attention was in which we now stand. I love that. So the verse reads, "Through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand." The thing that got my attention with that phrase in which we now stand is how many religions do you know that encourage you to stand, to have courage, to have faith and to believe in yourself. I know from being in two different cults, the moment you stand up for yourself, that's the moment people turn against you. But guess what? If God be for you, who dare be against you? It's one of those things God wants us to stand in his presence be holy. Now there are times that we do kneel in prayer, there are things that we bow our head and and things like that. 
This is talking about when we know who we are in Christ Jesus, we're not cowering, we're not whimpering, we're not feeble, we're not weak, we're not uncertain. We have courage, we have strength, we have, we have God's power and might living inside of us. Because again, if God be for us, who dare be against us? The third part that got my attention is, and we rejoice. So the last part of this verse says, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. I love that, and we rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, I love that. You know, the two cults I was in, it was very rare to have rejoicing. So if you are in a church or just in in a relationship in general and there's not rejoicing, there's not true happiness, you've got a big problem. Because you're not practicing what God wants you to practice because we know from these verses which are part of God's promises, we know that from these verses we're supposed to be joyful, we're supposed to have the peace of God and we're supposed to rejoice. Well, have you ever noticed that when you don't have peace, You very rarely have joy. You just have hardship, fear, anxiety, worry, doubt. But when you have the peace of God, that's when you can rejoice and he wants you to rejoice. He wants you to enjoy your life. Hardship should not be the usual grind. And you know what? We shouldn't even have a usual grind. You know, we are not coffee grounds. Like we should not be grinded every day. You know, I can speak from experience on this. Like I've had jobs in the past where it really felt like a grind. I mean, it was just some jobs were just hell. And it's just one of those things that if you feel like your job is draining you, guess what? It probably is. That's probably not something that you should be doing. It's probably not where God wants you to be. But in all things with that, you should totally take that up with God and ask him, "Hey, am I supposed to be at this job? What do you want for my life, Lord?" Because obviously, I think I know what I want, but I know that you know what I should have. See, it's one thing to think something, it's one thing to know something. Like it's one thing to think, well, I'll just assume that I know what that person's thinking or I'll just assume that I know this answer. Well, guess what? Assumptions do nothing but cause problems most of the time because it's not factual. But here God's holy word is factual because God all of God's promises are true. And again it says therefore since we have been justified through faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God you know just now when i reread that when it said by faith into this grace in which we now stand it reminds me of the gospel where Jesus healed a woman that was bent over like hunched over bent over had a horrible back problem and had been plagued with this issue for years god doesn't want us to be like that why because we're not slaves we're not servants see we are we are daughters and sons of the god of abraham we're not supposed to be hunched over in any way shape or form whether physically spiritually or emotionally You know, I know from experience that I was browbeaten for years. And it started to affect my posture, and I didn't realize that until I started having back problems. So now I make sure that my posture, I do everything I can to make sure my posture is amazing. Because when I have amazing posture, I present myself in a way better fashion. 
And it's not to be a snob. It's not to be uppity. Not at all. It's to honor God. Because guess what? If I'm hunched over in any way, shape, or form, I can't worship my God well. I, I, I don't represent the body of Christ very well. You know, God wants us to be our best. Not subpar, not our worst. He wants us to be our best because when we bring our best to God, he rewards us even more. It's almost like when you tithe. Like when you tithe your first 10% off of your gross income, that means before it's taxed, God will bless you even more because you thought of him first, not yourself. But if you tithe after the fact, after you've paid your bills, after you've done this, after you've done that, your tithe is not a tithe anymore. It's a burden. You've basically taken something that God blessed you with and turned it into a curse by not tithing first. See, the more we the more we don't do things God's way, the less likely we are to stand for to stand up for what's right, and eventually that affects our health and our posture. It affects our character and our morals first of all, but over time that bad stuff will affect our health. I know from personal experience. Like I just put up with how people treated me. And it's like now I either call them out in a in a kind way as much as possible, and I stand up for myself and I speak the words of Christ because if if God be for you, who dare be against you? You know, as long as you're standing up for what's right, you can't go wrong. It may be tough, And you may feel like you're alone sometimes, but guess what? Just because you feel alone doesn't mean you actually are alone. Because I know that every time I do this podcast, even though I'm the only one in my room here doing my show, I know I have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit with me. So technically there are four people in this room including me. So just recognize that we have the natural world and then we have the supernatural. See, because here's the thing, When we stand for what's right in the natural, just how just imagine how amazing that is in the supernatural. Like when you have peace in your life here in the natural, you know that's coming from God, which is the supernatural. Because we worship a God that is supernatural. He is above and beyond everything. But that doesn't mean he's far away when he's above and beyond. That just means that He has all power and all control. Let's read this again. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. You know, that last part just got my attention. In the hope of the glory of God. Have you ever felt like you have no hope? Have you ever felt lost? Have you ever felt uncertain? Have you ever felt like things aren't going well? I know I have. It has not been pleasant for sure. But here's the thing, when I think about God and I think about how good he is, there is hope. Because hope is a promise. Hope is a guarantee, but it only comes from our heavenly Father. It doesn't come from me, it doesn't come from you, it doesn't come from our employer, it doesn't come from our spouse, it doesn't come from our children. It technically doesn't come from our pastors. It comes from God. 
Because when we put God first, everything else falls into place. And this verse guarantees that. Because it talks about when we have peace, we know that's from God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we know where the peace is coming from. You know what I find interesting is that sometimes when whenever I'm distant from God and my faith, I try and find fillers. I try and find ways to fill up my life with joy, but it's not honoring God. Now what do I mean by that? So for example, I may not be in a good mood, so I'll just watch some random comedian on YouTube and then it's like, you know, they might use some foul language. They use the Lord's name in and they use the Lord's name in vain once. Excuse me, I'm talking too fast. They use the Lord's name in vain once. I'm like, well, they just used it once. I'll continue to watch. And then guess what? They drop that again in their speech. I was like, well, everything else was funny. It's just that one part I didn't like, so I'll watch it. See, I'm trying to find joy where I'm not supposed to be trying to find it. Like, how can you find joy? when someone's cursing our lord when someone's blaspheming our heavenly father i mean it's one thing to to not have faith it's one thing to you not believe in god but when you blaspheme somebody that is very highly insulting highly insulting i think you know people that are even atheists or agnostics know there there're just certain things you shouldn't say but you'd be surprised how many christians use the lord's name in vain and they use it in humor and i'm like don't don't talk that way in front of me don't say that or or i'll say language language but it's one of those things like i know that whenever i'm trying to find happiness i'm just trying to fill it up in in, in other ways and i'm not going to god then I'm restless about something. There's something going on that I'm not addressing. So first of all, I need to address it. I need to go to God in prayer with it. And number 2, I need to find my joy and my peace from God. That doesn't mean I can't ever enjoy a comedy show, but I've learned which comedians that are actually funny and which ones just use God's name in a horrible way and then say it's humor and it's not. It's demonic to do that. but our culture and our society makes it seem like it's okay to say and do whatever you want whenever you want. Well, guess what? They did the same thing in Sodom and Gomorrah. Look what happened to them. Look what happened to Pompeii. Look at all these different cultures that are not around anymore that did very pagan horrible things to other people. Not just themselves. Like yes, they defiled themselves and their bodies half the time, but look at how they treated other people. There are consequences to living outside of the goodness of God. That's why there there are so many things I do not allow in my house. I'm just like it's not worth it. There's some things that are popular, but I'm like, you know what? Popularity doesn't get you into heaven. Being popular doesn't bring you true happiness. I mean, yeah, it's nice to have people like you. but do they really appreciate you you know do they really love you and i don't necessarily mean be in love with you i mean that they love you as a person see what i learned in high school and maybe you learned this as well but the people that are popular man they can they can fall out of popularity overnight like within like 2 or 5 minutes if less than that 
because of a rumor, a lie, you know, maybe they accidentally made a fool out of themselves at a party or something like that or something went down in the lunchroom, you know, who knows what. See, if you live off of popularity, you're always going to feel like you you are always having to do something to justify yourself and to try and improve your life all on your own. But when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, You're no longer in a popularity contest. You know that you're loved by God no matter what. And so it takes the burden off of you because that burden was put on Christ when he died on the cross at Calvary over 2000 years ago. See, whenever someone is trying to seek popularity and attention, it's a telltale sign of inferiority. And they're not confident in themselves. That's why that's why they're self-seeking so much. So just know that your joy and your peace can only come from God. Cuz all this stuff we have here on earth, yes, it's great, it's wonderful, it's a gift to us from God, but it's temporary. It's far better to find our peace, our joy and our happiness from God our Father. So that way then we can enjoy all the stuff that he gives us here on earth, all the tangible stuff because they are gifts to us from him. But if we're putting our hope and our faith in the stuff and not in him, then we're not going to appreciate the stuff that he gives us because we're not acknowledging that he's the one that loves us. And the reason why we have access to everything that we have in our life is because of God's goodness for us because it's part of the blessing of Abraham. And God never breaks his promises. He never breaks his covenant. Never, never, never. He keeps his promises and he always honors his covenant. I love that part of the verse when it says, "And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God." You know, there's some people that they know about the hope of the glory of God, but they don't rejoice in it because they're taught not to be happy. They're they're taught to doubt God. You know, well, let's look at this verse from, you know, what would Satan want you to think? Okay? Maybe this will swing this home. So, let's look at this from a different point of view. Okay, so I'm going to read this. I'm just making this up. It says, "Therefore, since we have been justified, let's say you change justified to cursed, okay? That's what Satan wants. Therefore, since we have been cursed through faith or lack of faith, we have hatred towards god we have doubt with god through our lord jesus christ through whom we have lost access by faith into this grace in which we now are permanently hunched over and cannot stand up straight and we mourn and are depressed in the lack of hope the lack of hope in the glory of god i totally reworded those two verses just to bring a point Satan cannot make any kind of promise to you except that is death and disease and destruction. Cuz the enemy does one thing. His goal is to steal, kill and destroy. Our heavenly Father does none of those things. Let's look at this verse again, but really read it for what God says it is because God's word is true. It says, "Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access. We have lost access. We have gained access by faith 
not by our will or emotions but by faith into this grace in which we now stand we're not seated we're not hunched over we're not crippled we're not in despair we're not dying we now stand and we rejoice we're not crying we're not mopey we're not negative and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of god there is always hope in the glory of god being that we know that to be true there is no shame there is no shame and condemnation in christ jesus so if you're going to a church that shames and blames you need to get out of there because the moment you confess your sins there oh man they're just going to demote you even more what's the point that was like the church i was raised in they loved it when people confessed their sins publicly and then they'd hold it over them you know jesus never did that he said your sins are forgiven Your sins are forgiven. Go live in peace. Your faith has saved you. He didn't, you know, Jesus never went back through those towns and said, "Oh, I remember your sin. I remember what you did." Yeah, I remember how sick you were. You deserved it. Are you sick again? See, that negativity, that's how some of our churches talk. That's not Christ-like. If you are attending a church or even if you're around people that talk like that that are not Christ-like, woo. You need to be around more positive people because words have power. If words did not have power, God could not and would not have spoken our world into existence. God spoke things into existence. That's how powerful words are. They're very important. Very, very important. I will go ahead and end this podcast, but until next time I pray that you're happy, healthy and whole. that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Small steps waves transform